Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. It's the Favorites Podcast presented by FanDuel. It's NFL playoff time and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. I love betting with FanDuel because their app is safe, secure, and easy to use and because they're offering exclusive offers, boosts, and more all month long. And when I win with FanDuel, I get paid fast. Plus, FanDuel is now live in Ohio. So use promo code FAVORITES and download the FanDuel app today to start making every moment more. Must be 21 or older and in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Virginia, or Ohio. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Visit chaosgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I'm Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. I am joined, as I am in every episode, by my BFF, my companion, my compadre, professional better, Simon Hunter. Merry day after Boxing Day, Simon. Uh, did you enjoy your Boxing Day chat of the Premier League games? Seven I, overs? Uh, other than the fact that I woke <laughs> up on Boxing Day to an alert from the airline I was flying that my flight later that day was canceled. <clears throat> and then, which meant the vacation we were going on was canceled, which Perfect. meant that uh, I spent the next four hours trying to figure out different places we could go with the airline tickets to no avail. So I'm still in Connecticut. It was a great day. It was a great day. I will say I've been dreading this moment. I had my worst betting weekend of my life, lost really? more money than I ever have. Um, wow, geez. The Patriots was a kick in the dick, losing that by half a point. Yeah. Next extra point, guy fumbling on the five with a minute left to go ahead for the score. The Eagles being up by 10 twice, two turnovers in the final two minutes of the game, uh, giving up a third and 30 with seven minutes left, losing that game by half a point. The Bears lost, so that was good because now that confirmed our under for the season win total. Uh, the Colts last night were an abomination. You know, we went two and three, but in the contest, you can update us on where we stand on that. 
we lost Foxhole. We lost Simon Says. We lost the Colts. We lost Big Balls. The only thing that won was your Carolina plus two and a half Scooch Roulette. Mm. A truly terrible, terrible weekend. I've been yeah. And again, and some of it, most I would say most of it's on me, where the Saints were my second biggest bet, and we didn't put it in the contest because it was two and a half, because I think the live line was three and a half. So that sucked, but not our best showing. Uh, I would say picking three games this late in the year on a Tuesday comes with risk, and we walked into those risks, especially yeah. with that Colts one. Luckily, I got a decent amount of money down on the Chargers first half just to get some type of hedge. Because I thought what I said on the show, I thought Nick Foles would be rusty after not practicing with the first team for three months. He came out through, I think, three interceptions in the first quarter. So um, just a disaster with those games. But I don't know. I had a fun weekend. I'll be honest with you, Chad. I thought people complained about the games. I thought they were pretty good games overall. Um, what was it? Three dogs covered. Two one I thought the games were great. Uh, like yeah. Carolina uh, was a great game. I had Carolina, a lot of Carolina. Which, I had a lot of New Orleans. We had I told a lot you, of the Packers. Um, I told you, I mean, I, I had the weirdest sleep schedule ever, but basically like my job is kind of a graveyard job where I, I told you I basically woke up on Friday at 10 o'clock and I just worked from whatever that was, 1030 till 1 p.m. kickoff Saturday betting the Panthers. I told you I just stayed up all night betting them. Anytime they touched three, I was betting them. Betted, kept betting at two and a half. Uh, so one of those games where – when the game kicked off, I felt so sick to my stomach about Sam Darnold and all I'd ride on it. Cause I think I gave it out, gave it out on this show. I gave it out on, um, convince me. Convince me. And I gave it out in my written best bets. And it was just like, ah, a lot, a lot tied here to Sam Darnold, but thank God they just ran the ball. So yeah, it's, it's always rough chat. We have a down week on the show. Um, but somehow we just keep dodging these bullets. We only went two and three in the contest again. So Still high up, still in the money. Most people laid eggs this week. Um, not ideal, but still our worst week we've had. It is week 17. The worst week we had all year is two and three. So pretty pretty special year overall. Where are we in the contest right now? Uh, what place? Uh, I would have to look, but I'd say we're still in the top 50. It's like, wow. it's it's all right there though. You know, if we if we went five and oh, we could be top five. It's that neck and neck um, at this point of the year. Especially, like we already talked about these. There's people that haven't used their buys yet, so that's a huge advantage for them. Where they're behind us right now, they could use that bye week. Me and you go two and three, like we just did, and they jump us a little bit. So it's really going to come down the wire. Um, that's the goal, though. Like we know the deal is the money really drops off after the top ten. That's I mean we're dying, dying to get in that top ten to get a nice payday. So um, two weeks left here, Chad, and it's. We're gonna run through these lines here. It gets pretty murky coming up. Um, there, there's some, there's a lot, a lot of questions. We don't know what teams are starting, what teams are sitting players, because this week doesn't matter for some, where next week does, and vice versa, where this week matters to some teams and next week won't. So, um, pretty interesting week coming up here these next two weeks. Just be careful if you're gonna try bet early lines. Let's get to it. Let's find our winners. Cowboys visiting the Titans Thursday night football. Cowboys are 10-point favorites on the road. As you would imagine, early percentages, bets on the Cowboys, money on the Titans. I mean, the fuck are you going to do? You got a 10-point underdog at home on a Thursday night 
against a team like the Cowboys that everyone is starting to say, oh my God, they're legit contenders again. And the Titans, you know, just had a bad, ugly loss to the Texans with a backup quarterback who looked <laughs> out of his depth. Yeah. Yeah, this was going to be a, a great a great buy low spot on this Tennessee Titans, but what are we going to do? We don't know what Vrabel is going to do. You already said they might make a couple of decisions and just rest guys for that game against Jacksonville because this game truly is irrelevant to them. It doesn't matter if they win or lose. All that matters is next week. Same with Jacksonville. So, um, I don't know. We, we do an Action Island show, so we're going to have to talk about this game. I'll have to force some plays out, but – uh, I really wouldn't. I honestly would just probably take a really small stance at the 10 on Tennessee. Like you just said, if if Derrick Henry plays, okay, that's a big deal. If they're resting Derrick Henry, I don't know. It's just like, what am I doing here? Am I really back in Tennessee here? Is, you know, it's not no shots of their quarterback. But like Chad just said it, the guy can't throw the ball downfield. So it's like a defense like Houston did. They just put literally nine men, 10 men in the box, had one guy back and said, yeah, go ahead and pass it. So, um, crazy, Chad, that Tennessee, that was one of my bigger bets was them on the under for their season win totals and the Jaguars to win this division. We were dead. We were dead when they were seven and two. Yeah. Uh, and you just truly never know with football. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a week where I, I wanted to be all over Tennessee, but I just guess I opt to pass on it. Cause I don't really know what to do with this line. By the way, action Island, you mentioned presented by our friends at FanDuel and uh, that'll be Thursday night, 5.30 p.m. Me, Simon, Joe Gallant, Vegas Refund, the whole gang talking about that Thursday night football game. Action Network HQ, Action Network <laughs> app, YouTube. Uh, Browns, boy, that game was ugly. I mean, look, I loved watching these really cold weather games. I thought it made for just fascinating looks at football. Um and as ugly as that Saints-Browns game was, I thought it was just really fun to see them be so uncomfortable. Uh, Deshaun Watson, chief among them. Yeah. Two and a half point underdogs against the Commanders. Boy, Ron Rivera. They're down 14 to seven, middle of the third, own 35. They go for it on fourth down. That blew the game wide open. That went from a tightly controlled under with the Commanders having a shot to cover to the commanders getting blown out and it being like a huge, huge cover for the over. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are saying it where Washington, they had a crazy run in the middle of the season and it kind of feels like it all flipped on them. It kind of caught up to them where the luck ran out, the book was out on Heineke. Obviously, if me and Chad would have got word that they were going to make a QB switch if Heineke struggled, it probably wouldn't have put him in the contest. Like knowing that Rivera had told him that before the game, um, I saw whatever it was, Jay Glazer reported that like a half hour before kickoff. Bad spot, bad spot to put Heineke in. Just a little bit of struggle. They took him out, put Wentz in. Um, crazy. Washington was really ascending. Uh, tied the Giants, had the bye week, and now they've just been losing. So I would love to take them here against a Browns team that they just look lost ever since Watson came back. Um, what does he have, three touchdowns in three games or something crazy like that? Yeah. And he was uh, terrible the other day. Yeah. No, seriously. So don't know what to really do with this one. Another game where it's under three, so they're stuck in me and they want me to take Washington, so I probably will, but no real read. Both these teams just, you know, not that their seasons are over for the Browns, but their season is. Washington still has a chance at the playoffs, so I guess I give the slight lean towards Washington here. I don't think Washington with Carson Wentz or Taylor Heineke right now is a strong play. Like if we're talking, 
if we're talking contests, we got to go five and zero. Uh, you know, we don't get any more bye weeks. Every game counts for us. We're trying to get in the money. We're not putting Washington in there. It um, is a nice matchup, though, where you can't run at all against the 49ers. And on the flip side, the Browns, anyone can run on them. So Robinson, that's a great matchup for a guy who's been outstanding these last couple of weeks. So that's another where it's like, I'm going to break this one down, look more into it. I do think there might be a big, big advantage here in the trenches towards this Washington team, especially – I know Chase Young didn't do much last week, but that's that's a big deal getting him back for that Washington front. He actually played pretty well. He had a couple of nice plays when he did play. Did you see him mic'd up or no? No. No, it was it was just interesting to hear him talk about Bosa because they were teammates at Ohio State. Yeah. And yeah, obviously Bosa's a freak, but like just hearing him talk about what makes him a freak was just interesting. He's talking about how he's got these little stump legs. And that's what gives him this really low center of gra- like center of gravity. Uh, Nick Bosa, and that's why he's so good. And, you know, you watch the film, and it's like, okay, there's a reason this guy's on pace for 20 sacks this season, breaking their record. Um, now, the 49ers team, I mean, we're not, we're going to talk about them in a minute, but they're a juggernaut, that's for sure. Boy, I mean, it, they have – we can talk about them in a minute. Yeah. You know how I feel about Kyle Shanahan. I can't believe they lost 11-10 to 10 to Denver earlier in the year. Football's so weird. It's so <laughs> freaking weird. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe, you know, Brocktober is now Brock All Fall. Shout out Crazy. to the Big Bets on Campus podcast. <laughs> Dolphins, boy, on the on the road at the Patriots. Even with the quarterback news about Tua and not knowing if he's going to be the starter this week, this number hasn't moved. It's two and a half. Bets on the Dolphins, money on the Patriots. I thought it flipped. Weren't, weren't Dolphins uh, favorite and it flipped to them being dog? Oh, yeah, it has. I just had to squint for a second. Yeah, it's totally okay. flipped. Right. So, yeah. I, that, and that makes more sense where we, not that we got lucky, but we got a little lucky on that Green Bay one. It was 20 to 10. Two was playing really well. We saw the hit. His head slams the turf. That was that. Like the rest of the game, you can look, you can literally look exactly when he took that hit, the numbers before and then the numbers after. Clearly played the rest of that game with concussion and played horribly. I mean, those throws, awful. Like, he was overthrowing guys, and then he was telling them plays and throwing to a different spot because they were running a route for the play he told them, but he didn't remember what play he told them. So we got really lucky with that Green Bay one. We'll touch on that as we go along here at Green Bay. But Miami with Teddy, you assume they'd be able to be good, and we love Teddy as a dog. Me and Chad, we've made a lot of money. Um, he's one of those guys that I just – his whole career, I'd blindly take him as a dog. I dare the books to give us a plus three in this matchup. If they give us a plus three, auto grab on Miami. Two and a half, I just do nothing on this game. It's just, I I look at this as a game where we would always take the Patriots, but this just isn't the Patriots team we are used to these last couple of years. Like, they're just so sloppy special teams, so sloppy defensively, so sloppy offensively. It, I mean, the Patriots fans, they are finally they finally feel what we've all felt probably for what they enjoyed for 20 years, what most fan bases feel almost every other year. It's just a lot of questions with this team right now. And uh I, I just I can't back them in this spot. I would just take Teddy at a three. So I'll wait. Hopefully it gets to three. I saw a couple books pop three. I didn't get any money down. They moved right back to two and a half. So hopefully it gets back up to three. Somebody got the money down. Who do you think got the money down? Like what sharp group? Yeah. I mean, it's just one of those where, like, they were probably up all night. I mean, I'm not doing that on a Monday. But they probably stayed up, and just any time it popped up, they hit the books with it. So it makes sense, though, because, again, the, sh- 
this number two and a half, two with a backup, that's that's fair. Like Miami's the better team, but they're on the road with a backup quarterback. This this number should be exactly what it is, two and a half, three. And by the way, anyone who says the half points don't matter, the half yards don't matter, did not watch the games this weekend. I mentioned the Eagles five and a half close or uh the Eagles, we bet them at five and a half. The game ended six. We bet the Bengals three and a half. The game ended four. By the way, how about Christian Watson? 49 yards in the first half. His yardage total was 50 and a half. How about Mark Andrews? I gave his under out at 46 and a half. It landed 45. The books are sharp, brother. <laughs> Jesus. You know, I forgot about that Mark Andrews one, and I saw he had that long catch for 36 yards. I'm like, well, there goes that one. <laughs> All right. Uh, Cardinals visiting the Falcons. I mean, the game's at three and a half right now. This feels like a epitome of a corner TV game. I think people are going to start picking up on a pattern this week of like, not that we have weeks we absolutely love, but like last week we had a decent amount of games I didn't, I like I liked on Tuesday. This week... It feels like they're all like this Arizona Falcons game where it's just gross. Don't really know what to really do with it. The lines feel right. Like this is this this is the right line. Like Arizona is bad. They have a backup third string quarterback playing. I mean, the Atlanta, they've showed some flashes, right? But we know exactly what they are as well. So to me, this line should be minus three, minus three and a half for Atlanta because they can run the ball. They're very dominant when they get the running game going. Arizona's terrible against the run. So another game of the strength of Atlanta is running the ball. They're at home. No real read. I'll just take them and hopefully you can get the three because at minus three and a half, obviously that's not ideal, but that's, it feels like a sucker bet where I know most guys would just blindly take the Cardinals. Um, but after they played so well last week at home, I could in a primetime game, right? I just see them laying an egg here at a one o'clock start in Atlanta against just an uninspiring, both these teams uninspiring where, I think Atlanta is automatically outright of the playoff race, so they're not playing for anything either. So um, another game I'm just – I'm not going to have much money on. I, I want to skip that one because it's like backup quarterbacks, you know, Desmond yeah. Ritter and God knows who else. Jaguars, Texans. This is it, buddy. We love the Jaguars. But four points on the road against a Texans team that in the last three weeks, look at what they've done. Yep. An outright win on the road in very difficult circumstances, nearly beat the Cowboys, played strong against the Chiefs. I can see why the bets are coming in on the Jaguars, but the money to an extraordinary extent is coming in on the Texans at 82% as four-point home underdogs. Foxhole. Got it. You know me, regardless of what's going on, I'm a foxhole guy. I commit to a team. I commit to a city. Uh, I'm a foxhole guy. Right? Yeah. And honestly, that money poured in. It was people like me that just poured in early where I could see Doug, Dougie P sitting his players. And I, I, I keep getting back to this where this game doesn't matter to the Jaguars. All that matters is next week. So maybe plays them for the first half. And they, if they're in it, they'll keep playing. And if they're losing, maybe they'll rest them second half. I'm not sure what Doug's going to do. But I just know Houston – this team, these last couple of weeks, like you just said, they've been playing really inspiring football. And then you look at the history of these two teams. Houston always owns the Jaguars. Like, they just always play well against this Jaguars team. So, the fact that it is four is honestly a little shocking. I thought it would have dropped to three by now. Yeah. That's the only thing giving me pause. 
But we'll just take the early week value. We'll grab the four, and we'll deal with that later if there if this is a bad line we're stepping into. But just feels like a, a good number, especially on a team that I still think the general public is kind of out on the Texans. Where you know, if if only we had just been riding them these last couple of weeks. Um, it was funny too, Chad. I was looking at like the data, like you know, just a historical year with Joe Burrow. What is he now? Twelve and three ATS, and then you flip side Tom Brady. He's three and twelve ATS. Those are just such extremes. That's rare that happens in the same season. But this Jaguars team, yeah, playing out of this world. I'm just, I'm just worried they're going to rest starters here. So for me, Houston the plus four. That's that's a smart play early in the week. Uh, Matt Mitchell just asked us in Slack, do we have any concern about Houston fighting for the number one draft pick? No, like I, I don't think, I don't think, I just don't think teams do that, and I don't think this team does that. Because don't forget, hey, Lovey Smith historically has just been a guy who fights to win and gets his his players to play for him. But B, these guys are playing for next season too. Like you want to put good things on tape, even if you're not going to be with the Texans, you want to stay in the NFL. Everyone sees that. So no one's going to try any less. My take. Yeah. And uh, and people lost their minds. I don't know if it was last year or before, but like I am the worst person in the, by far in the football world that knows anything to do with playoff or draft positions where it's like, like next week we were like, well, this team needs it to make the playoffs. And this team doesn't, isn't that team just not going to try that never works. I mean, just last year, I think it was Miami was playing the Patriots at home, huge underdog Patriots need to win the game and move up uh, to a certain spot in that playoffs. Miami won outright. The Jaguars were playing at home against the Colts. The Colts needed to win to get in with Carson Wentz. Trevor Lawrence needed nothing. They were, they were literally terrible last year. Jaguars. They beat them outright in the final week of the year. So just be careful if you're just blindly betting on teams that need to get in and teams that don't need to get in. Texans, yeah, their their ownership, I know for a fact, and the GMs, why wouldn't they want them to lose this game? They want to have that number one pick. But we've just seen time and time again that the coaches don't care. I mean, the Jets, they, they, <laughs> they didn't get Trevor Lawrence because of some meaningless game in December where their special teams guy returned to kick and they beat the Rams at home. So they got Zach Wilson instead. So, yeah, most GMs, they want that number one pick because the, the destiny's in their control. It's it's the coaches that don't care. So, to me, Lovey Smith doesn't care. Like, he's had his guys playing right these last couple of weeks. I trust him to keep continue that this week. So, plus four, give it to me. The, the point, the, the larger point is, forget about this, the moment and the circumstances. If we saw a a divisional game with a road team as more than a field goal favorite, we would play that. And Depends now we've got, we've got layered on circumstances. It's a nice spot. Looking to get more out of this NFL season? Well, now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to touchdown scores to over-under yards. This week, my favorite bet is the Buffalo Bills minus one and a half plus FanDuel. Even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. FanDuel's also now live in Maryland. Marylanders, make sure you get in on the action with great offers just for you. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in free bets when you join FanDuel with promo code favorites. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 
You must be 21 or older and in select states. First online real money wager only. Refund issued is non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text Hope NY in New York. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. The Colts are a terrible team. I'm really <laughs> curious to see what happens with this team in the offseason, who their yeah. coach is, who their quarterback is. I feel like they're starting from scratch. Like I, They've really got nothing. At this point, we think their offensive line is great. And last night they couldn't get two feet, you know, their defense really held it together. But in the end, they still gave up a lot of points and to a Chargers team that has been very inconsistent this year. So I don't want to bet the Giants is five point favorites at home. Now, the interesting thing about the line thing is like we were I, I mean, I was definitely on it. You can even go back and listen. I think we did. uh Shit, man. It might have been like a week one preview in like May. We were giving our week one bets. And I literally talked about in that show the fact that there was all these questions coming into the year of that Colts left side of their offensive line. And we've seen it this year. I mean, they gave up lots of pressures. They're just not the same team they were. They don't have that foundational offensive line that just, you know, scares everyone. Yeah, the right side's really strong, but clearly there's there's a big weakness on that O-line. But the Colts team... If this was week seven, auto bet, no doubt, slant, smashing the Colts. But this is the time of year where teams just simply quit. And if you don't have a good leader in the house, they will give up on that leader. And we saw last year with the Giants. The Giants end of the year were dreadful. Every week, I know really smart groups that were hammering the Giants because they were getting three points of value, tons of value on a Giants team to their number. But the reason they are getting so much value is because that team had quit and they got caught with that. So – I'm not getting caught here. Like I, I bet Giants a minus three. Took him at three and a half. It's it's steamed up now to five. And if it's Nick Foles, Chad, I could be talked into taking this Giants team at that number just because they're at home with that defense against a Colts team that just I mean, they seem to quit. It's like the Broncos. I mean, the Broncos fired their head coach because that team straight up quit on him. So um don't think they'll fire Saturday. Even better. Like they're gonna keep the guy there that all these guys don't like, apparently. So um hilarious i mean you look at those he won that one game was that the first game he coached he won yeah first game uh and jim ursay you know came out puffing his chest talking shit to people saying like how could you say this about me how could you doubt us all we care about is winning just win baby whatever the hell he tweeted he looks like an idiot like they've lost five straight or six straight now so um can't do it i know all the value is on the colts don't care if you move it up to seven i'll start thinking about the colts but six six and a half i'd still take this Giants team at this point. It's interesting. What is the the line of demarcation, the timeline that is necessary to be able to boast? 
right? From when you <laughs> made a decision to when you can tell that decision paid off. We know it's not one game. We yeah. know it's not a half. Like we come on here all the time and talk about the people who come after us on Twitter when the team we bet on is getting killed in the first half. The Patriots, great example this week, right? They were down, what, 22 nothing. The game yeah. ended 22-18 with the Patriots a chance to win the game with a minute left. Like, you know, the arc of the universe <laughs> is long, man. Yeah. Jim Mercer should know better. So the Broncos are interesting to me. They're now 13 and a half point underdogs on the road at the Chiefs. <laughs> And look, <sighs> their defense, their defense, obviously the whole thing, just the wheels came off yeah. uh, the other day against the, against the Rams and Baker um, Mayfield, Baker Mayfield, you know, of all the things that I did badly this weekend, I was undisciplined. I overbet. I was <laughs> confident. I made every mistake you can make. I didn't manage my bankroll. Well, um, you bet on Denver. I did not bet on Denver. Thank God. And so I skipped that game. I felt really good. I like came yeah. so close to pulling the trigger on the Broncos plus three. It was 4.15 in the afternoon. Uh, <laughs> I'm watching the NBA games and the Broncos are coming on and I'm thinking, seems like people are really liking Denver here. And I'm like, mm. I can't do this. <laughs> so I didn't do it. Felt great. Might've been the best decision I made all weekend. Yeah, I had the under, unfortunately, so that got smoked. But I literally said that to me. I was like, said to myself, I go, how the hell? Me and Chad did it all year of fading the Broncos anytime they're a favorite and fading the Bucks anytime they're a favorite. I couldn't believe we had missed that, where it was like, yeah. it was sitting right there. Right there. Something that had been there good good to us all season, fading the Broncos a favorite and fading the Bucks as a favorite. And they both, I mean, the Bucks should have lost outright, but it was both one of those, like, as soon as those games started, I knew right away where I was like, oh, shit. Like, neither of these teams are going to cover. It's just going to be an all-dogs day. So, again, a lot of regret this weekend for the contest. Those those were another – how do we not have either the Bucks or the Rams in? Where Russell Wilson favorite, like a, a three-point favorite against no one. Like, he is not a starter in this league. It's crazy. Well, so now we got the Broncos. I don't even know who the coach is. I haven't seen them name an interim it's, coach. So, it's the guy they brought in. To help that to help hack it or the hell oh, the guy's the consultant? name was? Yes. So the guy they brought in after week one is now Jesus. the head coach. How crazy is that? So they got a, a consultant coming in to coach. Uh they're nearly two touchdown underdogs on the road at the Chiefs. They do have a good defense. This weekend uh is an anomaly. The Chiefs have a hard time covering big numbers at home. Like, how is this not an early contender for big balls? Fuck that. I don't know. Same thing was last week. I just wouldn't let – I would not let us take the Seahawks. I just – I knew that line was fishy as fuck. Went from 9.5 to 10.5. And, and what they cover? 14? So it's yeah, like – and it was under. We That, yeah, that was ended up being a great nice. call. was betting the under in that game. Yeah, that was a nice one. But, like, it's the same thing where it's, I'm 100% with you. It's like I always love to fade Mahomes in these positions – it's just when you get late in the year like this is, these playoff teams usually ramp it up. And like that, that's what that looked like. That that Chiefs game, that was a complete game. Like their offense wasn't that great, right? It was that cold weather, but their defense really stepped up against the Seahawks. So I don't know, Chad. I'd just say just bet the under. I mean, fuck it. Just take the under here and what should probably be a close, cold game. And you're right. I always lean towards Denver. But if it's a guarantee that's Russell Wilson – I ain't doing it. Like, 
I I can't can't get out can't get out of my head all these videos of him getting hit to the ground and his offensive lineman not picking him up, and then his what was, what was that dude's name Rippin came over and started talking shit to the old lineman about yeah. not picking him up, and like they're about to fucking beat up the backup quarterback. That's how far gone that team is right now. So it's another team where I'm just worried they've quit. Chad, if this was week seven or eight, yeah, take the big dog, divisional dog. Like Chiefs don't cover these big numbers, especially against a great defense. They may could rally against for the new coach, but I remember Stucky talking about it. it's not that big of a advantage ATS wise taking the team after the coach has been fired. I think it's like fifteen to fourteen or something really close yeah. like that. So um, everything you're saying is right. Where it's like we almost always take the dog in this position divisionally against the Chiefs because they just don't cover these big numbers. It's just that the Broncos just feel so lost right now. Um, I just can't I can't tell the good the good listeners of this show to put their money on uh this Denver team. Well, wait until Thursday and maybe Sunday. Uh the total in this game, by the way, you mentioned taking the under is 45 right now. Panthers visiting the Buccaneers. Panthers are three-point dogs, and they got something to play for. And they got a good defense and a good running game and a quarterback who's not losing the games for them. Very slight edge with the money, big edge with the tickets. Kind of makes me feel like, I know we just said this about Tom Brady. Don't take him as a favorite. He's been terrible as a favorite, (laughs) but this feels like a Buccaneer spot. I know. I hate it. Cause this is like the same exact thing when, um, who the hell was it? Was the Rams that, went and played the Bucs and like Tom Brady was dead the whole game. They had a last second touchdown to win or whatever it was. It it feels like that exact same scenario where it's like I, the Panthers are such not even just a better team, but they just seem like they are, they know exactly who they are. They're, they know exactly who that identity is at this point. Like they're a great defense with a really strong run game. If both those things work, they are really tough to beat. Like if they get a seven, seven, nothing lead on the Bucs, Kind of feels like this game will be over, right? Like this is the kind of team that they are this year. But what the hell is this line, Chad? Like, why isn't well, you're exactly right? Why is this not a pick or plus two? There, I want to take the three. I mean, I'm dying to take the three here because it just feels like Carolina's the right side. So this will definitely be a sharp call. Um, my numbers say to take Carolina. My heart says to take Carolina. It's all saying it, but something fishy. Yeah. Yeah. It's fishy. And the gambler it's me is fucking like fishy. Same thing with this, that Detroit. This one stinks. Yeah, it stinks. Same thing with Detroit last week. We're like, we were all over that right away. And I just, we, we were just a little scared. Cause it's like, Oh God, we love the Lions. They've been playing so well. Now they're going against a Carolina team that just laid an egg the week before. And as the week went along and I talked to more pros, it was like, Oh, this is the spot. You load up on Carolina fade uh, the Lions. I'm just here with the pros think of this one because to me, like you just said, I I I know better. I know better than take Carolina. So I want to hear what other guys are thinking here because it feels like this is the time you take the Bucks. We're gonna have to hold off on this one. We'll get this. I, I guarantee you're right. We'll get into this in sharp calls on Thursday. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday. Reminder. All right. So the Chicago Bears did us dirty on Sunday because <laughs> yeah. they really played well in the cold in the first. They're half. winning a half. And then and then the game <laughs> it just it just got Jesus. Away. Turnovers couldn't convert on on Bills turnovers. Yeah. Uh, congrats to Matt Mitchell, another big <laughs> win. Um, 
It was a brutal day. I had my dad texting me every five minutes telling me about the ticket prices at uh, Social Field dropping as the game got closer, like a yeah. hundred bucks for 50 yard line seats behind the Bears bench because it was so miserable. Bears are six point dogs on the road at the Lions. I don't know what to do with it. I, 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 I want to take the Lions. They're at home, indoors. They could score a Bears team. They honestly could score 100 points on this 100 team. points. That's That was my first thought. And they're going to try to score 100 points. The fear is fucking Justin Fields, man. I'm yeah. terrified of the dude. It's like Because he could run for 1,000 yards in this game. Yeah, and when, it's, when he's got it turned on, it's unstoppable. And it's like a whole – not that he, he he's like the vibe of that team, but it really seems like when he's going, the team picks up in other areas. Like their defense played really well in that first half against the Bills because the offense was playing so well. All of a sudden, the offense starts spinning out of control, having, like you just said, the turnovers and the third down stops. The defense, they just gave up so many big runs. It's like the same thought here of like, I mean, Williams might be out this game, which is a big deal for that running game of Detroit. But if you still have Swift running the ball, against this Bears defense, and you still have, you know, Amon St. Brown and DJ Chark at the wide receiver position, and Goff has all day to throw because you guys have no one that can pass rush. It's just like, how do I not take Detroit here? So um, early lean is Detroit. Interesting number line movement, though. Like, if this keeps moving and it touches seven, yeah, I could probably get talked into the Bears there. I mean, that's a big spread in a divisional matchup, but – if you can still get five and a half, six, I wouldn't mind grabbing that lines right now. Uh, Justin Fields is about 200 yards away from setting the single season rushing record for a quarterback. And he has been very open about the fact he wants that record. And Matt Eberflus uh, yesterday mentioned that no matter, it doesn't matter the Bears are in the midst of a losing streak. Doesn't matter that uh, there's no chance of them getting over their season win total. Uh, all that matters is that if Justin Fields is healthy, he's going to play. And I've come around on this. At first I was like, we know what Justin Fields can do. We think he's amazing. Let's sit him down so we don't break him <laughs> for next season. But yeah. now I'm like, fuck it. He's so fun to watch. Let's see him get the record. I like the attitude. I think it's great for the team. Say, for Bears don't have many offensive records. So ever since no. sweetness, you, you need and to I think go it's get great. One. I think it's great for the team, actually. In terms of attitude, like the players are seeing how the coaching staff thinks about them and how they think long term and that they just want to play. I'm excited for that. So uh, Justin Fields could go for a thousand yards in this game. The Detroit Lions might score a hundred points. It could be the most record setting game in NFL history. Five and a half feels like a lot. <laughs> it does. Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. Boy. That was a heartbreaker the other day. Six and a half point favorites at home against the Saints. Yeah, I wish football didn't have so much control over my life, but it ruined my Christmas Eve. Made me pissed off. It was just like classic. That's This is why Hurts is the MVP. It's like the guy, he's a part of the machine of he doesn't turn the ball over. And that's such a major thing on an offense. If you have a quarterback that can protect the ball. And again, it wasn't all Minshew's fault, but he had a lot that a lot of throws. You can see why he is a backup. Like it hangs in the air. Like he'll throw a ball downfield and it feels like it takes five seconds to get there. And against the saints at home, Chad, 
Yeah, I love the Eagles here. They got a bunch of real big injuries. Lane Johnson's going to be out for this game. Their slot corner is going to be out for this game. Hurts, I I think he's going to try to toughen it out and come back for it. Um, if he does, that's what this line makes sense. Because to me, this line should be three and a half, four if it's Minshew. Um, so you want to take the risk and grab it now in case it does go up even more when Hurts uh, comes back. Go for it, but I'm going to wait and see because I don't really know what they're going to do. Like, every every guy I talk to on the inside of the Eagles says he's going to play, like that he's going to try to toughen this out. I still think it's going to come down to the team doctors, and they're going to be the ones that are going to be like, okay, you can go play, or no, you can't do it. So I get that Hurts wants to play and all the coaches want him to play, and Howie sure as, sure as hell wants him to play because people don't understand. We have the Saints draft pick. Like, us beating them locks up the number one seed and gives us a top five pick with that Saints pick, that's a huge deal to this Eagles team. So um, motivation-wise, it's all Eagles. Like, this is as motivated as a team you're going to get. Saints coming off a big road win that kind of stole from the Browns there. Easy easy letdown spot. So um, I, I understand if you're taking the Eagles now. I'm just going to wait and see because as, as, as important as Hurts is to this team, it's obviously not that big of a drop-off going down to Minshew. I mean, they put up – take away the pick six, they still put up, what, 27 points against that Cowboys defense on the road. So, um, clearly this Eagles offense has got to click in. Uh, just just like them in this spot here. Well, it'll be interesting to see the luck rankings this week, which we talk about a lot on this show and we love because it's such a good measurement of the unexpected and how it impacted these games. And yeah. – in that game, I mentioned it off the top. Miles Sanders had fumbled once in his career. It was the week before, and he fumbled again in this game in the final two minutes. Minshew with a pick in the final couple minutes, completing that third and 30 with seven minutes left, losing two 10-point leads. You know, you're always doing gambler's math on these games. And there was a, at one point, they were up by 10, and I was like, okay, can the Cowboys score three more times in this game and the <laughs> right. Eagles not score at all? Like everything, like everything that could go wrong went wrong for the Eagles to not just lose that game, but to not cover that game. They're a much better team than the Saints. Yeah. Or not. Yeah. So even at six and a half with Gardner Minshew, I don't, I'm not that concerned, especially given the stakes. That's fair. This will be a big luck game. Um. Uh, same thing for the Saints. By the way, you know they got pretty lucky. They in their game, they had a couple of key, they had a key turnover. Uh, 49ers, I don't feel like we're we're settling on anything yet, which is totally fine. We haven't done a Simon says, we haven't done an exact decision. We'll probably have to come to it at some point. The 49ers, and the only game we love so far is the Texans plus four. I would say this is this is life doing games 10 a.m. on a Tuesday. Yeah, it's you know? hard. It's hard. And I will say, you know, you and I have talked about this. And Matt Mitchell and I have talked about this based on your idea. Next football season, you and I are probably going to do a emotional where we got fucked, where we got lucky <laughs> podcast, like it's 7.45 p.m. Eastern, as soon as the slate of day games ends before the Sunday night game begins. Um, and so we'll get a lot of that sort of emotional rigmarole out of the way. Yeah. Doesn't mean we'll be any more ready on a Tuesday, but 
it'll change sort of our tenor, I think. 49ers, again, boy, Brock Purdy. I didn't know before this game, am I seeing Taylor Heineke playing both quarterback positions? Like, is Brock Purdy just going to turn into Taylor Heineke? <laughs> he had a terrible first half and then was lights out. That's That coaching staff is so good. They're so yeah. good at adjustments. No, it's insane. But I would oh. still take the Raiders here. Give me the Raiders <laughs> plus six. Yeah, we have we're this is what we have to we do. We have to. We have to. That's what sucks. Is like people will bitch at us or like stop fading the 49ers. Brock Purdy, 4-0 ATS, 4-0 straight up. It's just uh, don't know what to do, Chad. Because they're they're right where I haven't maybe I haven't adjusted enough. I haven't given them enough credit. Um it's just mental though. Like that that game, they had three plays. Those and those three plays dictated the whole entire game. Like so. They are getting incredibly lucky. He's talking about the luck rankings. This will, I mean, they have to be top three, top four now. Vegas is arguably one of the worst coach teams on football, one of the most unlucky teams on football. Um, I think they tied another record. Um, they're, they tied the record of uh, they've had uh, six games, I believe now. They've been up by a touchdown heading into halftime that they lost. So just all the bad records you can think of, they've just been cashing this year. Um, and you know, make Derek Carr the fall man. That would be the perfect thing for Josh McDaniels to do. Shift the blame to someone else. It's not his system that's shit. It's Derek Carr who's throwing all these interceptions and is looking terrible. Um, as if he's been put into the terrible positions to throw those balls. It's just, it's a train wreck right now, Chad, for this Raiders team. I mean, they're you got guys in the locker room openly talking about looking forward to not being there next year. And they still got two two weeks to go, and they know they're out of the, they're out of the playoffs. They got nothing to play for. Flip side, it's I mean, 49ers are rolling like they are absolutely rolling. If you go through these last couple of games, they're just not beating teams or beating the shit out of them, Chad. They're they're double digging them. So, fuck man, you just said it. Like this number, this should be three and a half four. It's five and a half six. There's so much value what on this the Raiders fuck? team. But what are we supposed to do, man? Because this is different than it would be in the early weeks. Like, this is the end of the year. Teams quit. Teams give up. I told you, these playoff teams send it into the next gear. Like, they're getting ready for the playoffs. Like, this is no letdown spots. Now you add in, too, like, they could get still get that two seed for Minnesota. So, don't know what to do with this one. It's like, personally, anyone listening to the show, I will be on the Raiders Leave me alone. I'm not telling you guys to bet it. This is what I'm doing. And me and Chad will most likely have in the contest because it's just a great fucking number. And it's that's the hardest part, Chad. It's like, I don't know what to do here because this is a good number and a letdown spot against the 49ers on the road. Um, everything I agree with what they're saying, their defense is out of this world. They have not allowed a – what the hell is a crazy stuff? They haven't allowed a running back to have more than 65 yards or something fucking crazy. And it's week 17, like. You guys are unreal indoor against a high flying offense. That is Vegas. Like this is when we take Vegas at home as a big home dog. Like this has been really good to us in these spots, especially an offense. That is a fast West coast offense was exactly what the 49ers have only struggled. They've only struggled in two games this whole year. That's against that style of offenses. So fuck man. I, I, I really hate it. Cause it makes me feel sick. It's the same thing as Ben in Carolina last week. I feel sick to my stomach doing it. But if it's a if it's guaranteed that Derek Carr is the starter this week and 
you know, they're playing starters. I'll be on Vegas, but man, is it not fun? So do we wait? Yeah, I would, I would tell anyone to wait. That's why I'm not making the time. It says I think you'll be able to get a six or six and a half. Like, yeah, no one's betting this for pros. Like, this is a a pro bet, and the public they will keep doing what they do. They'll bet the spread. They'll throw them in teasers. They'll throw them in money line parlays. 49ers is a cash cow to the public right now. Them and the Bengals have just been feeding families these last couple of months. So true. That's when the pros get killed. Although we've liked the Bengals a lot, we didn't like them this weekend, and that. You know, yeah, for our feelings. Um, all right, so we're holding out. We haven't done a Simon Says, we haven't done an exact decision. Mm. We're keeping an eye on Miami, uh, hoping it gets to plus three. We're keeping an eye on Las Vegas to see how it moves over the course of the week. Um, we like the Texans plus four, it's the only game we've bet <laughs> so far. Uh, Jets, two and a half point favorites on the road. At Seattle. Got to take the Jets. Mike White's back. So we'll ride with the public. We will just keep fading. Gino, the book is out. We said it weeks ago. The book is out on Gino. You're seeing exactly why this guy is not a starter. You can get away with it. But once teams learn his rhythm, what he likes to do and what he doesn't like to do, what offensive scheme they're running for him to put him in the best position, they've all taken it away. I mean, every week it feels like now. We keep trying to make excuses for the Seattle team when they just, I mean, they're not good. They went from being, I think it was plus 500 to miss the playoffs to, or no, to make the playoffs or no, miss the playoffs. And now they're like plus 500 to make the playoffs or something even crazier where it's like, they just completely gone the other way these last five weeks. So give me the great Jets defense on the road and a must win game with Mike White, a quarterback they believe in in a game where, I don't think he's going to have to throw it that much. I think they'll be able to run this ball against the Seahawks team. They just – they got no answers for the run. We saw last week with the Chiefs. The Chiefs just ran the ball down their throat. They had no answers for it. Saw the week before that against the Seahawks and the week before that. It's just – that's the formula. It just reminds me of when Carolina went up there. Remember when Carolina went to Seattle and wherever that was, like a 21-17 yeah, yeah. or 21-7 win or something like that. Same kind of blueprint here. Like we're back in a really good defense, a must-win spot with a good run game. And a quarterback that's not going to kill us in Mike White. Like Mike White on third and five, he can make that completion. Zach Wilson on third and five, he's going to throw it 20 yards downfield over a guy's head. It's just, it's night and day, the difference. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll take it at a good number, Chad. Give me that two and a half. Uh, is this a Simon Says? Do we think it's going to go up to three? No, you're going to hate my Simon Says. I can't wait. But I do think this number might go to three. Yeah, it could. Um, I, I do think that enough enough pros will come in on the Seahawks just because they're a home dog. Uh, the Packers are three-point favorites on the at home at Lambeau in a must-win for them against the Vikings, who continue to find ways. 61-yard field goal in the final seconds after nearly blowing it against the Giants. I hate this team. This team will be an auto-fade for their season win total next year. Simon says the Vikings. When Simon says do it, we do what Simon says. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I knew you would hate it. Everyone hates it. Everyone fucking hates this team. I've completely turned the other way where I'm like, okay, this is the team that's going to win the Super Bowl, isn't it? They're going to be an underdog in every playoff game because the public is like you. They're just waiting for them to fail. 
and Kirk will keep winning these games on the final couple seconds. It's bizarre world. Uh, no, the honest real reason for taking this Vikings team is I love the way they match up with Green Bay. Um, I forget when they played. It might have been week one. I think they beat them 23-7. to seven. They absolutely dominated them when they played earlier this year. Played them well these last couple of years, even when Rodgers was on his MVP level. Um, everything Chad's saying is true where it's like we're getting an indoor team outdoors fade. We're getting a team that is probably number two or three in the luck rankings fade. It's like everything is screaming fade to this Vikings team where I look the other way where Green Bay has had crazy amount of luck and good fortune these last couple of weeks that is inflating their number. Like people are thinking they're way better than they really actually are. Everyone's thinking, okay, this is the team that's going to backdoor, get their way into the playoffs. The NFL is going to fix it because they want the ratings for Green Bay. They don't give a damn about that. And it's another team where I think they're going to look ahead, man. They got Detroit the next week. That's the game. Like that's them and Detroit fighting for that last spot to me. That's the look ahead. That's the game for them. Minnesota, I love when they're just – I love them as dogs, honestly. Like I, we did well, though, right, when we took Cowboys on the road as a favorite against the Vikings. Yeah. That made sense. Like that was a smart number. I don't know. feels a bit of an overreaction here. Like, I'd make this line a pick. This is a coin flip game. You're giving me three points because everyone's like Chad and fucking hates his Vikings team and just doesn't want to bet them. And people like Green Bay, they think they're ascending. They've turned it around. I get everyone's reasoning for being on the Green Bay team, but I can tell you this. They hung a three and a half with this game, and I was all over it. A lot of pros were all over it. Went down to three, went to two and a half for a little bit, and then went back up to three. So... It's going to be a split game. It was just like Cowboys-Eagles last week. It's going to be pros versus pros. Um, I'm going to stake my claim in this Vikings team. I see, even if they lose, I can't see them losing by more than a field goal. So I love the fact they're getting plus three here. All right, well, there are some places where three and a half is still available. So what you're saying, the reason why this is as Simon says, is because you got to find that three and a half and bet it before it goes back down to three. Because that's where I think it's going to settle. I think I'll just stay at three. Because it's when the pros are on both sides, the books kind of throw their hands up. They go, "All right, we'll just we'll let the we'll let them figure this out. We'll just keep it at a boring number at three. And that that tends to what happens in these matchups. Yeah. All right. Well, guess what? I'm uh, I'm betting the Vikings plus three and a half. You'll be on an island with me, brother. We're on it together, my friend. I, I, I already can sense all of Action Network will be on uh, Green Bay. You know what? I don't mind fading Aaron Rodgers in a must-win spot with a team that he still isn't sure he can believe in, and you're not wrong. Like, And his number one receiver got banged up last week. Yeah, Christian Watson got banged up. That was a painful player prop to lose. Another part of my fantastic weekend. But um, <laughs> That was brutal, though. Tua, was, look, Tua didn't look great, and that was a different game. So, yeah. um, you know, good for us. Rams at the Chargers. Rams are six and a half point underdogs in LA. So I'm saying on this week, it's such a hard week. Like, what are we supposed to do with this game, Chad? Well, in a non end of the year world where the Chargers haven't haven't already clinched the playoffs, and it's not two teams playing on a home field that doesn't have any advantage. We're automatically taking the Rams here. Every time. We bet the Rams here every time. We don't bet the Chargers as home favorites. Facts. So 
don't have a choice here. We have to back the Rams, and I'm with everyone. They're coming off a 50-burger. Not ideal. Uh, it feels like the Bears last week, Chad. Like, I feels like I do not have a choice in this game. As much as I want to fight it, I have to play this big-ass number against a team that usually does not cover this big-ass number. And, I mean, I I get what you're saying where uh, – there's no, yeah, there's no advantage. These teams share this stadium. Neither of them really have fan bases. Um, eight, if this was still plus eight, this would have been a no-brainer. Six and a half, we're still going to bet it. It's just, it's. I don't feel strong about it because all that movement's just because of what we just said. They they hung up fifty points. Um, the book's got to move that number because of that. So, uh, not great value, but I would still take it on the Rams. Ugh, fucking hate this game. <laughs> I got to make an exact decision here. I got two more games and I've been waffling between the two of them. The Steelers are on the road as three point dogs at the Ravens. And by the way, the last game we'll talk about and that I'm debating is bills and Bengals, where the bills are one and a half point favorites. I liked the Steelers last weekend. You felt uncomfortable about the Steelers. Um, Ended up kind of like from a, from a, handicapping perspective perspective neither of us were right like you know the Steelers kind of got lucky at the end of the game the Raiders did what the Raiders do the Raiders were probably the right side but the Steelers ended up winning and covering right um I I have liked the Steelers team defensively I have liked the Steelers team with Kenny Pickett playing the Ravens are a mystery to me Yeah, and it's like, what do we do with this one? I, I, I'm pretty sure this is Lamar coming back and he'll play, but that's a big deal. He hasn't played in what almost a month and a half. It feels like yeah. that. Um, I'll take the points with the public. This is a public bet taking Pittsburgh here, and I guess I'm doing it with them. But I just, I feel like that's a fair number. I'd make this game too. So the value is on Pittsburgh and. I make it that way just because what we just said, Lamar hasn't played. Like, that's a big deal, the fact that he hasn't played at all. So, um, the only reason I'm not smashing this game is the respect I do have for the Ravens, and they are the yep. better team. Like, we know they're the better team, but in a divisional game like this, I'll bet with the public, Chad, and I'll, I'll take Pittsburgh. Monday Night Football, the Bills are visiting the Bengals. I'm going to say it right now. Matt Mitchell, cue the music. Buffalo Bills are my exact decision, minus one and a half. The Bills make me want to shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Throw your hands up and shout. Throw your head back and shout. Come on now, the Bills are making it happen now. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> but I worry about the offensive line issues for the Bengals. I worry about some of their defensive line issues. A lot of injuries popping up in the foundational spots. The Bills just keep pulling it out. And, like, I think they're a better overall team. There's too much at stake here. Give me the Bills. Minus one and a half. I hate it. Yeah, I don't know what to do. Because I, I teased the Bengals already up to seven and a half. I just I, – I like the Bengals in this spot at home after having such a – just a stinker of a game against the Patriots where the Bills and other half where they played so well in the second half against the Bears. Um, I can't fault you for it, though. The Bills – they're they're just not that they're built to play against this Bengals team, but it is a good matchup for them. The Bengals, a good matchup for the Bengals is playing against the Chiefs. They match up really well against them. 
vice versa, the Bills match up really well against this Bengals team, what the Bengals team wants to do. So um I'm, I'm shocked you're making this uh your your pick here. Just because this is such a it's such a public pick. A little bit. Like the Bills are the Super Bowl favorite. Now they're the favorite on the road against a Bengals team that they're not really that much different than like if the Bengals upset the Bills in the playoffs, I don't think I want to be that shocked. Like we all put we're all putting Joe Burrow now in that same type of tier as we're putting uh the Mahomes and the Josh Allens of the league. So um interesting, interesting play by you, Chad, because to me the the teaser playing the Bengals just feels safe. Like whoever wins this game, to me, it'll come down to a field goal or a touchdown. Um, you know, I mean, I love a good home dog. So you're probably right. The Bills are probably the right play in the sense that they're healthier right now. There's a bunch of injuries to the interior line of this Bengals team. And yeah, it's going to shock people. I believe the, the Bills lead the league in yards per carry. Like they're just, they're a better running team than people realize just because of the Josh Allen effect where even if he's not the one running it, they always have to account for a defender for Josh Allen. So it always leaves one less guy to plug up those holes when they do run the ball. So, yeah, if the Bills can control the clock and keep Joe off the field, they'll win. But this feels like a last possession game, Chad, and that's what scares me about it, where it's like it's truly a coin flip game. Joe, If Joe Burrow has the ball last, how do you feel about your bet and vice versa, where it's like if if we are down by uh, one point and Josh Allen has the ball and all we need is a field goal, Chad, I feel like we're going to win that bet. So it's that tough spot where it's like whoever's the ball last is going to win this game. I feel uh... – significantly better about Josh Allen having the ball right now than Joe Burrow. I Why? I just think the, the the Bills are healthier. Yeah, but Joe Burrow is playing at I would say Joe Burrow is playing at a much higher level than Josh Allen. Not to he shit is. on Josh Allen right now, but Josh Allen, he can't fucking stop turning the ball over, especially in the red zone. Like that's gonna bite his ass at some point this year. That's why You know what it's I'm, gonna bite his ass? Hopefully it's not. It's gonna this bite game, his ass because we're biting the second the round at home against the Bengals. This to me feels like the bills are get the crap out of them. Going to win this game. And on January 22nd, whatever that Saturday or Sunday is when the (laughs) bills are going to play the Bengals, the bills are going to be like three point favorites. And then the public is going to come in on the Bengals because they will have won their wildcard game convincingly. And, we're going to smash the Bills. All right. Well, I'll ride with you on this one because, honestly, I think it's a fair number. Like, I make the line of pick. It's still under two, which to me, two is a key number. So, I'll, I'll take the one and a half with you, Chad, on the Bills. But, man, this is this I don't is feel sc- like you're convinced. Because it's scary. It's, it's like there's other games where I feel more con- more convinced where it's like, dude, Joe Burrow has a, ho- has a whatever, a bunny bunny's foot up his ass. Like, he's the luckiest dude ever. Like, that – I can't get over the fact they covered that game. I know people are like, oh, well, they missed extra points to all this other bullshit they kept saying. Like, no. Like, that was a scheduled loss cover. This is insane. The, the teams never – people don't get how crazy this is. This team literally went to the Super Bowl, and now the following year they are 12-3 and three, or whatever it is now, 13-3 uh, and three ATS. That doesn't happen. The books know the public will be all over the team that went to the Super Bowl last year. So – this this Joe Burrow shit, Chad, just freaks me out because he's he's what I always talk about. He's the Neo. He's the glitch in the Matrix. Like he he breaks models. He should not be covering the way he's been covering. So 
I'll tease the Bengals and I'm going to ride with Chad and the Bills. I'm going to try to hit that nice little middle spot where the Bills went by a field goal. I cover my seven and a half with the Bengals because it's just a nice teaser leg, uh, this Bengals team. I feel like you're giving – this is like a pity play. I'll do it with you, kid. I'll go with you. I don't love it, but I, I like your spunk. You're going to – you you know, I think you got a shot. Well, I love betting on the best games of the week, so it's like I'm going to have money on it regardless. Um, I was just going to tease it and stay away from it, but, like, listen to you, son, you're making some good points where it's like if I talk to a bunch of other pros and they're like, yeah, fucking Bills are a smash spot, this will be auto-play in the contest just right now. I'll sprinkle a little bit on it for you because I'm with you. It's like the bills seem like the right side. All right. Well, I, then I want the right to, re, I want to reserve my right to change my exact decision come Thursday <laughs> after we get some sharp calls. Okay. That's what I would say. All right. Uh, Foxhole is Texans plus four. Simon says is Vikings plus three and a half. The exact decision is bills minus one and a half. Um, for the contest, we are looking at Texans plus four. We are thinking about Las Vegas plus six. We're thinking about Jets minus two and a half. We're thinking about Rams plus six and a half in addition to the games I discussed. Um, yeah. Say again, Sam? I said, yeah. Oh, okay. And then uh, we're, we're waiting to see if Miami hits three against the Patriots. Um, so look, I'm feeling a little trepidatious right now. My confidence is a little shot. It's another reason why I'm sort of having a hard time coming up with an exact decision. My confidence you, you is You raced the away point. last week, Chad. It's already gone, brother. I, I It's gone. It's gone. But oh. I'm not seeing the board the way I normally would. That's good, though. Honestly, I feel like that's better. If you love everything, it tends to be a little riskier. That was the problem last week is I loved everything and I overbet. I made, I made <laughs> bets last week for more money than right. I have all year, and it significantly bit me. I'm going to be much more prudent, much more cautious, fewer bets, probably lower my unit size for the week, just to sort of get my legs under me again. I've made, I've made a couple bets so far. So this has been the favorites from the Volume Podcast Network for producer extraordinaire Matt Mitchell, for my BFF Simon Hunter, I am Chad Millman. Download us from Apple Podcasts, from Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget, rate, review, subscribe, leave us five stars, save it wherever you want. Feedback is a gift. Listen all the way through, please. Until next time, love you. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.